Fuck off! playtime piece as well. Um, every week, 1800 Central Time, we bring you We Got Your Six at Six live here on Facebook and YouTube and all of our other platforms. Um, we include a new guest. We include a new musician. Sometimes we have old friends come back on and then we share all the good and sometimes not so good things happening in our world. Um, tonight's going to be cool, you guys. I am going to throw a shout out right now because we have Jonathan J Train Crochet with us tonight from Bourbon Battle Buddies. Love you, Jonathan. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm so sad that it doesn't put your name in the intro, but we're going to change that. Um, it's the 30th of July. We have some amazing guests this week. We have got Brandon Watts, the founder and CEO of Operation Rally Point. He's joining us tonight to talk about his mission and how he's going to keep pushing it forward. Man on a mission. And then we have music with Derek Stoner at Derek Stoner Music. Coming, coming in from Kentucky, but not drinking bourbon. I think I have that right. Um, you're going to love his songs. You're going to love his music. Um, stay tuned. You're going to learn. You're going to have fun. Um, we need you to throw your questions out if you have them. And I will just remind you really quickly. If you come up as Facebook user and you would like your name to show up so that we know who to address um, or leave it, if you don't want us to address you, that is fine. Um, there will be a link that will be posted here in just a second. And actually, I've got it, guys. No worries. Um, it's part of my script. <laughs> All right. So let's remember. We be three, the People's Patriot Project here. We know why we get to do this. 
We want to thank the service members and first responders that have committed their time, their sweat, blood, limbs, family, and life to give us the freedoms that we have that allow us to do what we do daily. Don't ever forget. Before we get started with this week's show, I'm going to ask you to take off your hats, stand if you can, and cover your heart, and join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Welcome, everybody. You guys are awesome. Look at that. Hats back on, back in your seats. Paying attention. It's like they, this, they would get the best grade if they were one of your little eighth grade uh, kids, you know. One of my little eighth grade language arts if kiddos. You guys yep. did great today. Now I'll let you go five minutes early for recess. Uh, she reaches into her bottom, her bottom drawer where she keeps the snacks. We're not allowed to give kids anymore. It's it's awesome. That's where we keep them. Hey, we're here. We're here doing our thing. Can you see our guests, man? This is. We've been so blessed. We've been doing this. What is this? Episode one hundred and sixty-one. And uh, we've been, again, uh, thank you to the pledge that was created, uh, the WP3 pledge, and the fact that we don't get to do this and sit here and share our opinions and share our thoughts and share what we think is best. If it wasn't for the brave men and women, mostly all on this page as well, uh, on this feature, um, and um, who have done what they needed to do to make sure. I, there is so much goofiness going on out there right now, and uh, I honestly don't care. I don't care because I know who I am. I know what I get to do. I know that we have an amazing mission with the People's Patriot Project and helping veterans and first responders, and I know that those veterans and first responders have always been there <clears throat> to accommodate this ability to be able to have this. So thank you, everyone, for being on tonight. Uh, we got Mr. Watts with uh, – Operation Rally and Derek Stoner with uh, Derek Stoner Music. And uh, again, it is just an amazing blessing that we get to do this. I, I, I get Andrea critiques our show because she goes through and listens to it after. She goes, Mark, you say a lot of things a lot of the time over and over and over and over again. I go, yeah, I know. Um, it, it's not for the purpose of stalling. It's for the purpose of it's hard to come up with the words to share how much fun we're having. Um, the message, I have over 180 uh, Battle Buddy checks in the last two days. Bobby Kretzinger gets on here uh, and sends me a message right as the intros are going. Of course, he's down parasailing and, and catching fish right now. But this is the guy that's given away 160 RVs to veterans in need over the last year. So Bobby, you go enjoy a little break, put your feet up and thank you for uh, operation Texas strong and what you're doing for veterans of first responders. You deserve it, brother. Thank you. Um, 
But I do sit back sometimes, and I, I watch what goes on social media. You can call me a professional stalker, so to speak. Uh, and I do get butt hurt over sometimes watching the things people get to do. And uh, it's like, we're, we're doing it. We're doing it, but I don't know. I just uh, – Adam Bird reached out to me. He runs Operation – not Operation Nothing, Home – Heroes Media Group. Thank you. Heroes Media Group. And uh, he goes, you know, Mark, I watch you guys do what you're doing a lot of times, and it makes me jealous. And I'm like, that's crazy, because I watch what you do a lot of times, and it makes me jealous. So I don't know how we fix that. But we're working on it, um, which reminds me, this year's Giving Tuesday is on November 28th. And I'm kind of springing this on my, my team right now. Uh, there's been some conversations in the works, and uh, be ready, be ready. There, there is going to be uh, hell of a, hell of a, hell of a. Is that a right word? Hell of a, a hell of an event on uh, November 28th. That's going to accommodate helping uh, nonprofits across this country. Um, Jonathan, yes, run down the news, brother. All right. Um. Today is World Day Against Trafficking in Persons. Um, this has been kind of a, a hot topic here lately, be, uh, due in part to the movie uh, Sounds of Freedom. But uh, this day is observed on the 30th every July. Um, human trafficking is a global pandemic, and it is defined simply as the unlawful act of transporting or coercing people to benefit from their work or service. This normally takes place in the form of forced labor or sexual exploitation. Uh, human trafficking is not limited to, but often targets women and children due to their presumed vulnerabilities. That was hard to get out. Um, human trafficking reportedly brings in hundreds of billions of dollars globally each year. And this isn't necessarily done in private or in the shadows, there are a handful of major companies that uh, benefit from child labor, and it's not a uh, it's not little known, but there are a few of them that I was surprised about as I did the research. I encourage you to do a little bit of research and to make efforts to stop using those global brands as well. Um, <clears throat> August fourth, coming up this week, is the birthday of the United States Coast Guard. Since 1790, the Coast Guard has kept the nation's waters, waterways safe, playing a critical role in our nation's security. This year, the Coast Guard is celebrating 233 years. The Coast Guard patrols America's coast looking for drug smugglers, human trafficking, and both domestic and international terrorism. The Coast Guard is also a part of the International Ice Patrol, which monitors and reports movements of icebergs around the world. The oldest serving member of the Coast Guard was Anthony Christie. He manned the Christiana Lighthouse in Delaware and actually died while on duty in 1862. He was 105 years old. Uh, the United States Coast Guard is America's oldest continuing seagoing service. Coast Guard rescue swimmers um, have one of the hardest entry qualifications in the armed forces. Uh, over 50% of the applicants fail out every year. Um, the Coast Guard can also be called upon by the president 
and operations can be transferred to the U.S. Navy when it is required, making the Coast Guard the 12th largest naval force in the world. This is Jamie Bagwell. Okay. Hey, Mr. Bagwell, love having you, brother. Thank you. Love hearing your music when we get it on WP3 Radio. Um, Mr. Brandon Watts, tell us about Operation Rally Point. So um, I'm the founder and uh, CEO of Operation Rally Point. We are uh, working on eight years now um, here this fall. So um, how long do I got? The long version or the short version? Let's do the three-minute version. Oh, three-minute version. No, you can do what you need to do. <laughs> All right, so uh, long story short, I was infantryman in the Army. I struggled getting out, went back in, uh, did two tours of Iraq, including the invasion in 03. We took the airport downtown. Came home, struggled a little bit, uh, trying to replicate Iraq. High-risk choices. And then uh, struggled, went back into the Army, went overseas, my second tour in on a MIT team, and got pulled to joint staff doing personal security. Met some good people, came back, went over contracting. We could get in depth in this later because it hits right where you're talking about. I saw some things in play in the Middle East called the Kafala system that I didn't like. Started to do something about it, and that kind of keyed my mind into philanthropy. And then I came home, met a guy in a wheelchair one time, Something kept telling me to talk to him. He asked me a poignant question about uh, when I told him I wanted to help human trafficking victims and, and what I was trying to do. He asked, what about our people? He said, we have the highest suicide rate and homelessness of any demographic. And I woke up the next morning, came home, grabbed my buddy who simultaneously, who served with me in the invasion, was living in a storage unit in Alaska, had lost everything. I went to my bank account. My wife's from Thailand. She grew up poor. I was poor. And I was finishing my degree, so I didn't have anything. I didn't get my disability yet. And I drained my bank account, flew his ass down here. And then uh, we, I came back from that uh, encounter, asked him the same question, and he and I hit the streets of Atlanta with rucks on our back and uh, started giving AARs on Facebook. And so people started giving us money. So we owed them a legitimate business. We filed a 501c3. And uh, we spent over 100 nights in the streets of Atlanta with the homeless just trying to figure out how it happened and what we can do to help. And then um, my apartment burned down, lost everything, and uh, just kept at it. was on the streets that night. Well, my family in the hotel, obviously, were completely indigent. But um, from there, uh, Waffle House gave me 15 grand, so I went to the uh, VA, asked them why they weren't helping anybody, and arrogantly, because I'm a grunt, told them I'll show you how it's done. I took all the families out of their lobby, and got them into hotels. They all got an SSBF and HUD VASH and then permanent housing. And uh, from there, people started giving us a little bit of money, raised all their money on Facebook. Um, I've grown the team. Now we have eight apartments a month that we lease. And got five families in, and I have uh, six single veterans, two females, four males, two per each apartment. Um, and growing from there. That's a quick version. That's really quick. Sometimes it doesn't do it justice, and again, we'll, oh, no. we'll get more I, of the details. We but. we got Tom, we got Tom because it's it, it's a deep story and it's a long one sure. and it's it's personal, but it's also um, it's pretty good. You know, not to be too arrogant, it was it's a pretty good story of of uh, 
just some guys who are grunts that, you know, we had a co-founder also, Beth, she passed away. She served my second tour. She passed away four years ago of cancer. So we honor her every chance we get. She hit the streets with us as well. Um, her and her husband both served with me. So we got a deep, long story, helped a lot of people. We've, you know, fallen on her face and done it all from the ground up, man, grunt style and, uh, and grassroots. So we just well, keep we at it. We definitely want to, want to hear more, and we're going to get to hearing more here. I, I do want to do a quick shout-out to Michael Madsen of uh, uh, Foxhole Internet Radio Network. Uh, a, he is uh, the man behind the curtain when it comes to WeP3 Radio, and uh, he works really closely with Mr. Watts and was, uh, was one of the primary, I don't know, pushers, influencers to get Mr. Watts on to the, the show today. Great dude. So thank you, Michael. Great guy. Mr. Stoner. Yeah. I hear you you were involved in the, the armed services in some shape or form. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just retired uh, a couple years ago, January just 1st a, of 22. Couple, and you just did a couple years, right? No, I did 24 no. years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just to quickly tell you about myself, I, I, I guess. Uh, so I joined the Army like so many others. I was in the National Guard coming out of high school and all that, but 9-11 happened, and, uh, you know, that was the inspiration, as it has been for so many uh, Americans. And came to active duty, wound up uh, going through the – Special Forces Selection Course and all that stuff. Uh, made it through that in uh, early 2004 and, you know, very quickly joined joined my detachment uh, in uh, Baghdad at the time. And, uh, you know, just stayed with it. I, I fell in love with it. it was, you know, I'm sure you all remember back in the days that the aftermath of 9-11, I guess the passion and the, in, in my lifetime, I'm, I'm sure it's probably probably the same for y'all. We never really experienced a time where there's more camaraderie, non-gender associated. Just uh, we're Americans and we've been attacked, and we need to do something about this. And uh, I, I kind of rode that high, you know. Looking back, I think that's what happened. And then uh, it just kept that going. And, and I, you know, at some point, you're like, it's ten years later, and you're like, well, damn. Um, I can just do 10 more and I have a paycheck for the rest of my life, you know, kind of thing. So that's what I did, you know, long story short and, uh, you know, deployed almost every year during my career, and, uh, no towns in the middle East better than I know most American towns at this point, you know, but, uh, and that's, it, it's, I love that you bring it up because you're hundred percent right. Um, there was something that happened on that September 11th that was absolutely devastating to our country. And the very next day, we were the most patriotic country in the world. And, you know, we had Toby Keith with his uh, little national anthem, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue. I hear that. I just, that song just goes to my head when I think about, well, you know, you do what you do and we'll come and kick something. I don't know what that was all about. But, you know, it's... Uh, and I appreciate yeah. you bringing that up. And again, I, I think sadly, 
it's kind of like the fire that I got last weekend watching the sounds of freedom. I think that still exists in all of us. Sadly, it's going to take another catalyst to raise that thing and, and get it out of us. And I, and I want to say we don't have to have the catalyst. Why don't we just let it shine and just work together, live together, be together, move forward together. I, that's what I would like to do. I don't think we need to have a catastrophic event, catastrophic event to, to set this thing on fire again. I, I realize how good we got it. Go back to the pledge of the WP three. You know, we know why we get to do this. Scotty Hastings. I love seeing you here, brother. Thank you. You know, you're always welcomed in the mass. And again, Scotty's a, a musician out of uh, Nashville. I uh, love having him around and doing what he's doing. It's been almost one year since we had him up here in Minnesota. Almost oh, one yeah. year. It was mid-August, wasn't it? Holy cow. Yep. Scotty, uh, I told secrets about um, about you loving the aquarium last week. I'm not sure if you were listening, but I shared, I shared a little bit. She called Sorry, you a little kid. She called you a little kid, and she... And Derek, we got uh, three of your songs lined up: uh, "Break the Chains," "Bad Decisions," and "Will Su Will to Survive." Which one would you like to roll off with? Shoot, how about "Break the Chain"? "Break the Chain." Um, <laughs> what's the? And is you got a story behind that one? Yeah, so the story behind that is that that's one of the first songs I ever wrote. Um, it was during my retirement process, coming out of the army. I wasn't even out yet trying to figure out how to write music and trying to put words, you know, to the emotions that I was feeling by separating and, and, and tying that with my family and the, the sacrifice and all that stuff that y'all talked about at the beginning of the broadcast. And so that's really what the song's about. It's about kind of moving on with your life, loving what you had, but realizing it did come with a cost and uh, going on to the next part. Awesome. This is Derek Stoner with Break the Chains. Wind on the air feeling dries your tears Living alone now for so many years Mountains of memories and valleys of pain I think it's time to break the chain We're gonna break the chain Chain. We're gonna break the chain, throw it on the ground. We're gonna break the chain. 
So, leading into you, the song, um, you made some statements. First of all, I, I I feel like I need to thank you for your humility because uh, we, we we've done our research and uh, you didn't have the average normal type of service, and I know that, and and I thank you. Uh, you, you came on here, you want to share your craft, you want to share what you do, you want to share just the, even the fair, the fact that you served in. I don't see you as the one that wants to be the one that marched, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, you said there were some things that you were considering, which was the catalyst for this song, about what it was like, at least in your mind, percepting, because you weren't out coming out of the service. Tell me what those thoughts and tell me what those were. Uh, sure. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a, a large portion of that song um, was me looking back in retrospect at my family, you know, my th three children that are now grown um, and my wife, but just looking back and seeing how much time I missed. I mean, I just literally wasn't there for them at all. I, I, I joined uh, special ops, you know, when uh, my youngest son was uh, less than a year old, I, I joined, started the training. And so for the entirety of all three of my kids, you know, lives, I, I was just, it's not like I was gone all the time, but I was gone a lot. And, and it, you know, and in that world, even when you're home, a lot of times you're not really home because there's so much, so many other things that, that you're doing and you're really thinking about, you know, you can be right there at home and not be there. And, and that was me for a lot of, a lot of years. And, and I was just trying to, uh, trying to put that into emotion, you know, and, and it, it comes with, it comes with a lot of baggage, not, I feel bad for them. And then you start realizing, you start realizing how awesome they are and how that has actually created and molded them into who they are from having to endure that, you know, it's easy to think about things in your own perspective. Um, but just trying to get outside of that and say, you know, like, you know, there's four other humans here and imagine, you know, I like to think about like, oh, I remember that one night in Fallujah or whatever, you know, like big deal, man. There's a lot of things that your whole family's dealing with because you're running around in Fallujah or whatever. 
So that's that's kind of where I was at with it. I love I I love at least the, and I'm sure this taking a, a place and a time and a moment to to get your head wrapped around each of those comments and thoughts and everything. I want to tell you, and then we just had a comment from every day Saturday. I honestly feel the emotion in your song when when I hear that song, and I, I get a lot of times musicians and. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I'm missing it. But I, I just felt that that is an emotionally charged song, and that there's a lot of feeling put behind in that. And uh, hearing the background of it, I understand even so much more of it. And I thank you for sharing that with us. Oh yeah, of course. Thanks for playing it. I really appreciate it. <laughs> um, Mr. Watts, dive a little more into your story. Where do we start? Firstly, Derek, what group are you in? Fifth. You know what Chuck Ledbetter? I know it's a big group. Yeah. Do you? I do, yeah. yeah tell, him, yeah. tell him I say hello. He was uh he was the alpha team leader in the invasion of Iraq with two seven infantry in second platoon. And then my team leader hid in a bradley said, oh, I don't want to get all that, but I had to go with him. Oh, Chuck had to pull me through a window because I got caught on the glass of a butt pack. So I haven't seen him really since then. He almost lit up a reporter one time. He's hiding. We're taking the fall palace. So tell Chuck I said hello. So, yeah, I, I haven't seen him in a long time, but if I do, I will for sure. Yeah. Uh, been, Did you just say butt pack? Uh, yeah, my butt pack. So that's oh. where my, <laughs> I Why don't you keep I, some gear in there? I just want to keep all the snacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, a lot of people say that. You know that, right? Yeah. So, where do you want me to start? Um, so, why did you, what qualified you? What I mean, there's there's a lot of people that are in the military. There's a lot of people that have been doing their thing. Why are, why are you the guy that says, hey, I'm going to kick this? Uh, nothing, nothing qualified me. Um I just led to it. Like I said, I just, I don't, I can't fully explain it other than the events that had happened that led me down the pathway. And then honestly, a man was sitting outside the wheeler the Navy had on in Asheville, North Carolina, and something kept telling me, go talk to the guy. And so I went outside and just thanked him for his service. And I went to go inside and he saw my KIA bracelet. He's like, you served. I did. I told him, you know, the story. And I told him what I want to do is, you know, because of my time in the Middle East uh, contracting, that I wanted to, uh, you know, fight human trafficking, I guess. Part of my plan was to create, uh, you know, temporary housing in countries of origin like the Philippines, like obviously Thailand, where wife's from, and teach people to create economy where there is none, as if I was qualified or new, you know what I'm saying? It was just a, an idea. And uh, to prevent, you know, slavery, you know, the Kafala system. And that's what he hit me with. What about our people? And it just changed my life. Like I was blown away with the sleep. He told me a story where he ended up. He was, he became the chaplain at a VA recovery facility because he was there a long time. The story just kind of jacked me up. And I was like, cool story, bro. It blew my mind. And next morning I woke up and I was like, holy shit. I, I drove home and I said, dude, we got a lot of our people suffering and struggling. And the VA's been doing this 100 years, and they haven't figured it out. And 
sometimes I know, you know obviously Derek can attest to this that the, the kiss method, right? To keep it simple, stupid thing, just kind of resonate with me. We're out kicking this whole problem from a bureaucratic standpoint. They, they look at this from a doctoral based system, and we got to get it down to the individual, and everybody's different. And so I figured if we just went the streets and maybe we could figure something out and at very worst case, we could, you know, be human to another human that's lost everything. And it took us a while. We grow beards out. We, we grow our hair out and start looking more disheveled. And, you know, we just started talking to people. It took a while and they finally start opening up with their stories and realized a lot of these folks were successful elsewhere in life prior to their downfall. And it was a piece of adversity somewhere that they just couldn't overcome. They lost everything. And I started thinking when we come out of service, like when you're 18 and 19 in college and fall on your ass, mom and dad got you. But when you're 30 years old, 35 years old, you got a wife or a husband and kids and you fall on your ass, who's going to bail you out? Mom and dad can't afford it. And so what do you go? And who do you turn to? And that hundred dollars you needed now made you homeless. And now you need a lot more than that. And where are you going to get the help? And that just kind of led us down the path and we just kept grinding and, and reading out a uh, putting out an AAR and some people thought that we were doing something halfway decent and started sending us money and said help people, you know. I think I think the point that got me was on my wrist where one of my brothers was killed in Iraq and his father is uh, he's actually on board now, but um, he he sent me a message and he said if if my son was still alive, and he was killed in, in um, Ramadi, or Samara, sorry. I hope he'd be with you, and I said, he is, you know, like, and I mean that, and I believe that. And from then on, it was just keep going. And so we've been grinding away, and people are giving us money. We've done it with no, uh, we've had two grants. Wolf House gave us 15 grand six or seven years ago and then the Walton Foundation gave me 7500 so we raised it all on Facebook private money no government money we just keep trying to help people and we realize that you know people genuine, genuinely want to help their neighbor right the social contract they're just looking for avenues to do it they don't have the time to do it themselves and they don't trust anybody else with their money to do it so we look at it as we're a liaison it's their money we're putting it to the people they want to get it to and we're trying to do it with integrity or well, we are doing it with integrity we're trying to do it loudly so that more people jump in and say, all right, let's help our brothers and sisters out. And, you know, I'm a grunt, so I'm a little bit, a little bit arrogant in that nature. And I think in a positive way that we, we put it all on the table and show you what we're doing with it and, and hope people appreciate that. And we love to see our brothers and sisters like build themselves back. You know, we just want to help. I appreciate. Well, and there, there is, there's, there's a calling in all of this. And so it, when I, I wasn't trying to offend you when I said it was, calling you out so to speak is what quality it's i want to see the character and the nature of the people that are doing the boots on the ground stuff because there is a gigantic calling to this piece um i mean we save mondays for ourselves to share what the the people's pager project is doing during our wp3 brief and we use this time to showcase uh first responder boots on the ground and uh veteran organizations that uh, are helping all, I mean, we, we regularly say that, you know, our first mission are veterans and first responders, but if anyone came to us in need, we would help anyone that was in need. But the, the point I'm trying to make here is 
we have it in our bylaws where we've written we're here to cut the fluff as well. Not that that's my intent bringing you on the show because we do research the people and the organizations that we go. But there are 50,000 minus 4,000, uh, 46,000 organizations in this country that says they're helping veterans and first responders. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. sorry. My brain, in my brain, it's not a very big one. It works a lot. It works probably a lot harder than it should. My brain says that there should be no gaps and that no one should filter through those gaps. But the problem is all those 50,000 organizations are not boots on the ground, moving forward organizations trying to help veterans and first responders. And that I, I'm sorry. I, most of started, most of started from boardrooms. Right. Let's get them in a hotel, relax. All right. They start looking for work. They get work. They start bringing money in their pocket. That way, when they get into permanent housing, they have some money saved up. So they're not a month in a hole. And therefore, their success rate is going to climb. Also, somebody put us on the VA crisis line. Thank you. And we started getting blown up. We just started doing what we can. And it's worked out pretty well. Oh, that's awesome, man. And it's awesome that you you kept your ear to the, to the ground, so to speak. And it was open, open to thoughts, open to ideas, open to... To all that, I mean, for us, the the greatest, I'm, I went, the greatest achievement that we had was when the VA started reaching into the People's Pager Project and asking us to take carry some of their caseload. And I'm just like, <laughs> keep keep them coming, send them. We're we're efficient, right? Like we, we we forced ourselves in a position. This is why we built all those relationships. We forced ourselves in a position where we had to have them. So we built them. We had to be efficient because we don't have any money. So we're efficient. And we forced ourselves you know, through, the rough, through, the, through the thick and rough stuff because that's what we need. Well, that's for us. That's what's worked is because over the 161 episodes we've done, we brought on another organization, sometimes two organizations, the musician influencers. And we can – we never do referrals. I, what I do is someone calls us and says, hey, you know, I'm in Georgia – uh, I we've got this, 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 and this. I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I've got Brandon Watts down there, and we're going to call him right now. And we put hands on hands and just say, hey, this. Is, I don't make them call somebody. I don't make them email anybody. I don't make them get online and search for another opportunity. I keep in their network until I know we've slam dunked the situation. And uh, that's exciting, man. This is exciting, the red tape is the reason we're in this position with these organizations. So let's cut the red tape out. I don't want to participate in the red tape. I started this organization, eliminate red tape. And so I often have these conversations with much larger organizations of, why do you need my case managers to do a bunch of paperwork for you? Do it yourself and decide whether or not you're going to help this person. That's on you. I'll give you everything you need. I'll tell you exactly what we've done for the person. But you're asking us to stamp our name on something and then send it to you to not do anything with it. Now the, now the clients are away, man, you abandoned us. No, we're here to fight with you. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's funny how people's feelings get hurt in that. And it's like, this isn't about your feelings. It's not about my feelings about the person that's struggling right now. Let's lighten their load. That's what we're trying to do. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, they're going through, I think all of us is sort of no coming out is it's different for everyone, but it's a transition and it's hard. And they're going through this for an extended amount of time. And we're just trying to make this easier. And 
the way we look at it is we want them to not only rebuild their lives to take that further and then go pay it forward somewhere. We don't say, hey, come back to us. We say, hey, go pay it forward. I, I want them to go and say, hey, five years, 10 years down the road, they're at the VFW, the American Legion, or somewhere else. And they're like, yeah, man, I'll rebuild my life. I don't want them to say, oh, Operation Rally Point saved me. No, you saved yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just want to create opportunities for you to do that. It, because then when something happens five years down the road, you lose your job or, God forbid, something happens in your family, you know what to do. Okay, all right, I can rebuild. That's what we want, lasting success. Absolutely. So, the, the other side I add to that, too, is we'll get in the hole and dig with you. We won't be the only ones digging. And so those that want that come and we get them, that just want free stuff, we send them elsewhere, go to United Way or somewhere else. I mean, I, I don't know about the regular run-the-mill homeless people, right, civilians. I know, I know that when you serve this country, you adhere to a standard, and you can achieve that standard. And anything short of that is a choice, right? Your failures are choices. So let's own them. We've all failed. Let's own them, and let's rebuild our lives. And so we'll help you do it. Forward. Keep it moving forward. 100%. It's your mom, man. As long as you're moving forward, you're better to, today than you were yesterday. Mr. Stoner, what are you working on right now? Uh, well, right now I'm down uh, down in Nashville and working on – I've got a new producer that I hooked up with and working on an album is what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't have a release date or anything that – anything like that for anybody yet um this has been a learning process for me i've only been at this for you know two and a half years or so now um but this is my first taste of you know i'm not going to name drop or anything else it's just not my way but i've, I've got a guy that man he, he's been everywhere and done that and uh it's been a blessing he just happened to see me sing one day down in nashville to honky tonk and uh he's pulled me under his wing and uh this album's going to be great. I know it is, and, uh, but I can't tell you when it's going to come out because I don't know myself. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But, that, but that's what I've been up to nowadays. Of course, I play live and, and do things, you know, and uh, money funds money. It is an expensive world, and music is so unknown. It's it's just been a it's a crazy thing stepping out of the out of you know the army world and the way soldiers are and just you know, service members. We have our own community, as all you know, and that's not the musician community, you know? And there's a vast difference and nothing against the musician community, but it takes some time to uh, adapt to it and, and the way things move, the way things function and stuff like that. So I've spent, you know, two and a half years learning that. Not that I haven't figured out now, but before it was like a square going into a round hole, you know, uh, before, and I'm starting to smooth some edges out right now, I think. Well, I think, I mean, unfortunately, the obstacle for veterans, and I'll say first responders too, not as much first responders, but I mean, it's a little different. Um, the people that have served is that the obstacle was the service. You went and you did something bigger than you for everyone else. Maybe it was for you. I can, I personally say my service was for me. So I, I mean, I don't really, but it was innately for everyone else. And it's not the same as your kid that graduates from, from high school and gets in the music industry and, and get mentored through the process. Now you've got to recalibrate, relearn, redo the whole thing. And, and that's one of the reasons why we jumped on this opportunity. It was, it was a fluke. We, we totally understand it was a fluke. We love our fluke. Uh, 
because we've got to meet such an amazing array of musicians across the country. But uh, whatever we can do to help promote, support, and get your stuff out there, we'll do that. Um, are you busy October 16th through the 22nd by chance? 16th through the 22nd? Yeah. Uh, probably. I don't, I don't have I know a that's a week, hand, that's that's a week long time. Yeah. But, uh, um, there's a heavy chance, heavy chance that uh, the People's Patriot Project will be down in a little town called uh, Nashville. Uh, we Last year we did a thing called uh, the Nashville Takeover. We brought 27 veterans into Nashville, and uh, we played six venues over five days. Um, you, you're going to get some information on that. You do with it what you want, but uh, we're working on that piece again. We're behind. Yeah, absolutely, please. We have a promoter that says don't worry about it, which uh, I'm total in super panic mode right now, but that's – he's like, don't worry about it. We got this. I'm like, hey. Well, it only takes a minute if you wait to the last minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the funny part is last year we pulled it off. I think we did an amazing job. But we still have all the infrastructure of that event. So it's still there. It just needs to be plugged in and said, no, it takes time for people to plan. You know, we don't expect everyone to give a donate a, a week of their time. That's not it at all. Uh, we want to take care of people. Uh, and we... Our promoter will be on the show next week, so there's no secrets here. We'll we'll hear all these pieces, and they'll all be coming on. But uh, J. Mark Bailey and Chair yeah, Five. Well, as for me on, on that piece, uh, sorry, but as for that piece, like a lot of what I do is uh, I, I donate my time with with music for veteran projects a lot. We'll, you know, a, we'll, a lot we'll as much as I can possibly piece. afford to. It's my it's my favorite thing to do. You, know, you got to you got to feed the family. We get that. Awkward asking me for that. Yeah. Um, bad decisions, will to survive. What do you? Which one? I don't know, man. Dealer's choice. You pick it. Okay, will to survive. Got a story behind it? I do. It kind of, it kind of goes in with the Operation Rally Point uh, a little bit. Um, when 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 I first started playing music and you know found the courage somewhere to uh, do that i don't call it courage but i was just, you know it, it's a weird thing for me coming out of my the environment i was in you're always supposed to be gray man and nobody needs to notice you kind of thing and then all of a sudden you're on a stage like look at me look at me you know i'm still not that comfortable with it to be honest with you um but will to survive uh it's a song about because I quickly noticed I, I've just had all these veterans, no matter where I'm playing, they would just come up to me and I've had folks come up to me. We've never talked a moment in our life. We didn't serve together, nothing. And would be in tears and just pouring their soul out to me because of some song, you know, that, that I did because we had commonality in that song. And it, it was it was just it was very powerful to me. You know, and I and I quickly saw that. And a lot of these folks that I was meeting were struggling, struggling hardcore, you know, like you're talking about with, with Rally Point and not particularly homeless in my experience, but struggling with with their life in general. And uh, that's what this song is about. Uh, you know, I do dedicate this song now. The uh, It's a terrible story, but I, I always tell it. 
you know, when I play this song because, I don't know, you know, in honor of, of you know, Mr. James Higgins, who, you know, served in the military, reached out to me a couple of years ago, had me up to some great venue up in northern Kentucky and just the guy was just overly nice to me and he, he loved my music and the day that I he had never heard this song before that you're getting ready to play the day that I was recording it down in Nashville doing the final cut on it he took his own life and I never saw it coming I, I'm sure his family didn't see it coming uh, it's just terrible but it, it made the song so real you know I don't really like to play it to be honest with you personally anymore because it's that real to me. Um, but I always want to share that story because these problems, I, I think they can get, I think they can get dosed over. You know, there's some people out there, I believe that are make a mountain out of a molehill. There's a lot of them, but there's some people out there. And from what I've seen are usually the ones that don't say much and they're dealing with a lot, you know, and, 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 and I really appreciate organizations like y'all Operation Rally Point, and, and so many others that I've uh, been blessed to, uh, you know, work with or just become, just know that they exist because of what I'm doing right now that are out there, you know, getting your hands dirty and trying to help these folks because it's a damn problem, you know. And But anyways, that was kind of long-winded, and I'm sorry. But that's, no, that's what be. this all means to me. That's what it's about. It's about, it's about, it's about realizing that, yeah, you did all these things. They were the most traumatic things that hopefully you will ever do in your life. But you can come back. You can come out of it. In the end, you know, I'm 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 very uh, you know I I drink beer and I cuss and I chew tobacco and I do all this do all this shit. But I love the good Lord above. I do with all my heart, and uh, I know in my life He is the answer for everything. And that's how this song ends, because I believe that's the answer to all of his damn problems. So, and you have Will to Survive. So that's what it's about. Well, nothing else needs to be said. This is Derek Stoner with Will to Survive. said, let me show you the way, son. Pack your bag and ride in tears. It's a young man's game and we need you here. i 
just lets out one last cry And it's final breath that tells you to survive That message comes through loud and clear. Everything a lot of passion. Um, tomorrow needs you, brothers and sisters. Tomorrow needs you. That's that's what that message is. Um, that is a perfect segue into our weekly uh, battle cry, our weekly uh, mission. Uh, everyone's got one of these in their possession. You might be listening to the show. Uh, what do what you need to do. Um, a lot of people are listening to it on, uh, hey, hopefully in the future, uh, on WP3 Radio, but we'll get there. Um, it takes six seconds to reach out to. In fact, I and this isn't bragging. This is not bragging. Uh, you know, I sent out over 400-plus uh, battle checks this week just checking. I mean, I went through my messenger, and people that we've had in our messenger, I was cleaning my messenger out, and I just – I. I went through and I said, you know what? Just wanted to check on you. Just, hey, but paid your pride. Um, we've had people come on and said, hey, I want to do push-ups. And then we've had people come on and say, hey, that's the dumbest thing ever. I don't care. If you want to do push-ups, you do your push-ups. 
If you want to go do a rock march, you go do a rock march. I don't care what your mission is, but this is what I do know. If you take the time to reach out to someone, generally the common response to reaching out to someone is they respond back. You don't have to have a conversation. I would suggest, because we're relational type people, I would suggest continuing that conversation. But I can tell you this will save lives. Reach out. Do a six-pack. It takes 36 seconds. 36 seconds. You can. I sit on the toilet for longer than 36 seconds every single day. I mean, I, I don't want to be crass. Not trying to be gross. But you can stop playing Brick Breaker for 36 seconds and reach out to six of your battle buddies and people that you can find them on Facebook. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them anywhere. Uh, my phone's blowing up right now, so I don't know what that's all about. But uh, probably some other people sitting on the toilet wanting to talk to me. But um, it's uh, it's it's too easy. It is literally too easy. And, again, I, I would use the anthem that uh, – Mr. Stoner just saying is, you know, the, the wolves are survive, man. You get, you got to be there. You got to be there. Um, we, we want you here tomorrow. Oh, Mr. Watts, what's next for you, brother? What, what's the next big thing? No, shut it, grow, man. Um, want to applaud Mr. Stoner here. I think that uh, when I was at, I was in basic training in two thousand one. And uh, we were at outside July 4th. I still remember this day. Uh, July 4th, we had a deal. Uh, I was building four. And we had a guy there was playing. The little band was playing. I said, little band. His band was playing. And at the end of one of the songs, he's talking about the next one leading in. And it was at that moment he had said he was in Mogadishu. Um, he's a ranger. And I think probably know who it is. But uh, I, it hit me right there. That this is what it was about to be like with my life, you know what I'm saying? In, in services, he was talking about his buddies and all that. And I wanted that feeling, obviously, we have it now about the people we serve with, but it was about the brotherhood. And so, I applaud you for, for going out with your skill set, man. And it's, it's going to reach a lot of people. And so, I'll thank you for that just from all of us. But absolutely, absolutely. try to grow this thing up, brother. Try to raise it, it, it takes money, unfortunately, right? And that's why we, we got to raise money where we can because. You know, we're not government funded. We're not a line item. Um, this is all, you know, private money people give to us. So we got to do our money pitch everywhere, which is hard. You know, when you when you when your heart's in doing the work, you got to go out and raise money to do it. So, but try to make that worth it. Uh, I just it it sits so well with me. Not that I matter whatsoever, but uh, just the fact that. The, the responsibility that you, you take in making sure that you're a steward of other people's resources and you you put that first, and I appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. I know that that's not always the case. and um, If you carry a rucksack, it might as well be heavy. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, figure, I figure if you're in it, you might as well do it, right? Um, I I just see a lot of people that you, you addressed this earlier. There's a lot of talkers, you know, and I'm like, you, you want to be a doer and do what you can. And I, I sleep well at night because of it, because of it. Right. And we put in the effort that we can put in and try to help as many of our brothers as we can. And, you know, I don't, I'm also not a very materialistic person. So I don't really 
little COVID things like that. It's about life experiences, you know. Well, you are appreciated, brother, and we'll make sure we get all your stuff up here and make your, sure your links are out there. And uh, if you're in the Georgia area, and I, I'm confident if you're in any part of the country and reached out to Operation Rally Point, uh, they would do whatever they could to accommodate your needs. And uh, there was, uh, I've had several uh, marketers tell us that we need to specialize. And I'm like, if we take the time to specialize, we lose so many opportunities and uh, we're, I'm not, I'm not in the, I'm not in the mission to miss opportunities and uh, we got to take everything we can for what we can and get it as far as we can as we can go. hundred percent. I read, I read that too. I mean, that, that's the deal, right? Like, but also there's some blind trust that I have to utilize out there, right? That, that we have to preserve the good um, and, and do what we can. But on the other side, there's been times that I have had, organizations promise things but i also had the safety net knowing that i'd still take care of that better if they didn't come through but they did it we covered the hotel room you know um and then you know it's it's difficult because you watch i watched a a family it was a husband and wife both of them are veterans the mental health aspect is so deep and we promise people the world and you don't deliver they feel like the va you know this is why people are so disgruntled with the va you battle and battle and battle, and then you go to get help somewhere, and then you battle some more, and you know they overpromise and underdeliver, you know. And on the other side, if we could just provide some opportunity, sometimes you just got to get out of the way. It's almost like listening to the record player in our uh, in our board meetings, doesn't it, Andrea? <laughs> Same verbiage over and over. Do we know who made that last comment? Yeah, Brandon Sodergren. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. You do need to be careful. It's interesting. A lot of people, yeah, gosh, I've learned so much about character um, other people of other people while doing this business and this organization. And it, it's it's heartbreaking when you get people who think that they they want to help. They want to be involved. They want, but we'll get people to come in for three months and then the work is is so hard. I don't call it hard. I, I just call it my daily mission, man. Life's up. You get up, you do your thing, but they cannot handle the workload. And we invest months and months and months of helping them figure out how a, the mission works, B what we can do, see what our resources are and D that a, there's never enough to get the job done. And they get about three months into it and then they're gone. And I don't fault those people except for the fact it's like, you gotta have some resiliency, brothers and sisters. You gotta have it. I got some great advice from the former commander of the American Legion. He's on my board. And I was disgruntled because a lot of people want to help, right? And they get involved, and I'm like, dude, well. And he told me, you don't get to see how other people see themselves helping people. And when I thought about that, I was like, man, okay. I backed up a little bit and thought, okay, these person's intentions were good. They wanted sure. to help somebody. They just didn't understand that when they got into it, this is hard. You know, yes. we had some people who volunteered and they're full of it. Let's get it. Let's get after help somebody. And then they listened to a story of a woman who was barred in her room and beat up by her family of, of addicts and would have her food taken, was would be physically violated before she came to us. So when you hear this and you look, look at this 55 year old lady who was 
um, is like somebody's grandmother, and she's looking at you telling this story, and there are tears in everybody's face. You realize how hard it is. It, can you do that every day and go home and sleep at night, right? They, people go home, they go, man, I can't help this person anymore. It makes it difficult to sleep, right? This is, I argue with organizations all the time that pay their case managers 35 grand a year. It's not enough. I know, granted, I don't get paid yet, but I started the business. But you're asking people to take on a very difficult situation for someone they really want to help. They get to know this person, it becomes very personal. And now on Friday night, you've got to go home and go to sleep knowing that they and their kids are in a car somewhere. It's hard. It's not easy. You know, so I don't, you know, a lot of people want to do good and I can appreciate the intent, you know, and, it, and it's yeah. not always their fault that they can't deliver, you know, or maybe it is their fault. It's just, it wasn't their intent. Right now that said, I've had others like that guy that promised me money, had another one came and said, he's going to buy us an RV. Oh, well, money really needed our RV. Find out this guy went through VEO another organization years before. And I looked him up and he's, he did some time in jail for fraud. He would get old people for money. It was sad. I mean, what does he get out of that? Come and tell it a nonprofit he was going to support him and bring a lot of money. I mean, I don't know, but it, it happens, right? That's the whole other mental level of people I don't understand sometimes. And it is what it is. And uh, every day is moving forward. And that's, uh, that's circumventing right. the curveballs. You got to wait for the fastball, watch for the curveball, man. That's what it's all about, right? Playing all day. Mr. Stoner, what's next for you, brother? Okay. Yeah, I, um, I'm just going to keep chugging away on the album. Uh, you know, keep playing out live. I was I was in uh, down in Tennessee last night, going to New York this coming weekend. And I'm actually doing a veteran, veteran project up in New York this weekend um, in upstate New York. Some folks I played for last year, and I'm really looking forward to get up there and, and playing for them. And, uh you know, I just keep pushing forward, man, trying to get uh, my message out. I think I think the, the commonality between everything that all of us are doing here is you're just trying to help people, you know, and we're just coming in from different angles and avenues doing things to try to achieve the same, the very same goal. So that's, that's what I'm doing. I love it. Awesome. When are you coming down here to God's country? <laughs> Man, just just send me the invite, brother. I, huh? I, I just ask, uh, you know, sooner than – give me the request sooner than later because my calendar does fill up, and I'm not trying to sound like a big deal because I'm not, but it's amazing how much stuff you can get on there, and then you gotta you got to start – uh, turning folks down and stuff and it sucks because you know I, yeah. i'm all about it i really am so yeah just hit me up <laughs> i'll hit you i'll shoot you in my we go down here and yeah let's do it okay cool well this is when we get to start wrapping up the show uh we'll play uh bad decisions then to end it um, and we'll hear from Derek last about uh, any final thoughts and his commentary on his last song. Um, th there's a question out there. How would you categorize your music, Derek? Uh, yeah, I just saw that com uh, comment there. 
I don't know who that is, but yeah, definitely country music for the, the person that asked what kind of music that I sing. It's definitely country. You hear it in my voice. You got it. I, I can't fake it any other way. I could try. It'd be terrible. <laughs> Uh, but I guess categorizing my music, shit, I don't know. You know, I, I just, I sing, I sing from the heart. That's it. And I know that's cliche, but that, that's what I do. Uh, I wear it all on the sleeve. If you don't like it, I'm fine with it. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just really doesn't matter to me because it makes me feel better. And that's selfish as hell to say, but it's the truth. And uh, if you listen to, any of the music that I have out there, you can you can literally track it like it's a, some kind of science project. You can look at the first four or five songs and say, this dude is just literally giving himself therapy right now. And that's what they were. And now it's starting to, in, to evolve into things that I think that people would actually like to hear, you know? So, and I don't know where it's going to go from there. Um, but I, got, I guess I have that's an a answer. categorization, but... Yeah. No. I got an answer. I got an answer. What kind of music does Derek play? Good. That's it. Plays good. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Miss Eichmann, what do you got in closing? I just want to remind everybody next next week's guests are um, John Gossett and J. Mark Bailey, who I shall now refer to as jmb simply because he has a long name um and then i have the 26th of august so just like i don't know what is that three and a half weeks away oh uh, we have operation zero an event at veterans lake of ramsey which is up by peterson on the other side of the cities from me um september 9th there is a gathering at sutton ridge farms um oh. i gotta tell i'm not skipping anything just relax um, I, I didn't have that graphic, so I... I oh, all of a sudden. Okay. Um, well, I wanted to tell the story of last year because... Was that last year? Yep. Not two years. It was just last year. Uh, we got invited. These people are amazing people, and they they raise cattle. What's the name of those cattle again? Um, Mountain cattle. Yeah, Highlanders. Highlanders. There we go. Um, so they raise Highlanders, and so I'm not a huge connoisseur my big question is does it taste a lot different than other beef but anyway um super amazing people and so every year they do a veteran event uh, well i think they do more than one but they always do one big one at their at their um farm and they invite everybody to come to it so we went last year and their focus was vietnam veterans and it was so cool because i'm gonna say there were i don't know 60 vietnam veterans there and they did a parade and they said, well, we owe this to them because they didn't get this when they came home. And if you could have seen those guys, they, well, half of them went ride on the, the, um, the trailer. They're like, nope, we're walking. We'll walk this. This is what we do. And then, um, you know, the other half simply because they probably couldn't. And they waved their flags and the people cheered and tears were everywhere. Um, and then we saw our friend, he's a World War II vet, who came to watch this whole process, um, Fremont. And uh, it was really, it was super moving. And then all this stuff, like we had Johnny Holiday and um, Willie doing their jazz music along the way. They had the third grade class from the little elementary school nearby. Um, 
they read the Declaration of Independence, recited the Declaration of Independence. Um, it was just the dinner, everything was revolving around the, um, the veterans that day. So Sutton Ridge Farms, I just want to thank them. That was an amazing day. And I, I feel bad because we won't be here because on September 9th, um, oh, by the way, Minnesota people, that is in Jordan. You guys should really, really go check them out. And then they do, um, they do support every third Saturday, which just, just like what um, Brandon's been talking about, just like what we do, every third Saturday is there with open arms to help in any way they can. And then they've added music. They give away guitars and they teach guitar lessons as well. So um, that's a great, a great day, a great um, event and a great group to sponsor. So we will be absent this year because we will be in Nebraska at Hero Stock with Jason Steiner um, in Ashland. There we go. Look at that. September 9, 2023. Um, Scotty Hastings will be joining us there. I see blue collar band, guitars and vets. And oh my gosh, Dylan. Dylan Bloom. Bloom? There we go. Thank you. Um, it's going to be a celebration. He did this last year. It was an amazing event. He was begged to do it again. And I think, uh, it's just my personal opinion, I think it's it's grown exponentially just by word of mouth, and it's going to be amazing. And then, you guys, we talked a little bit, Mark alluded a little, alluded a little bit to our Nashville Takeover 2024. Um, it was so fun last year, and so this year we're going to, we're going to do the same thing. We just have to do it without the emotion, not emotional, the monetary stress that we had last year. <laughs> just, just the two of us. No one else knew, but um, look at that. Who's helping me out there? The Scottish Highlanders. Look at that. Long hair on the bolts. It's yeah, they're impressive. has the right, the right vowel in the right place there. That's, that could have been a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, thank you. Thank you for that help and support right there, bud. Um, but ball hair might be, you know, those are the Irish Highlanders. I don't know. Sorry. Scottish. I'm good. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, what do you got in closing, brother? Oh, man. Um, you know, sometimes there's just too much, man. Uh both guests tonight, Brandon and Derek, uh, I can tell that you're both extremely passionate about what you do. Um, and I appreciate you. Um, what I try to do is write down something from the guests during the night and then something that spoke to me, right? So, um, Brandon, you said this, we all failed. Let's own it and continue moving forward. And I think that's the the point that we need to get at in life is whatever we're going through, whatever we've done, it was a choice that put us there. And if we failed and we didn't make the right choice, then all you got to do is re relace your boots and, and just keep moving forward. And uh, try again. Never stop. <laughs> the the second song um, you, you had out, Derek, um, Will to survive. Uh, the end of the song, you said, uh, defeat the darkness with God's light. And for me, that, that just kind of hit home. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy how everything kind of goes full circle. 
you know, you, you, you go through stuff because of a poor choice, but there's always, there's always forgiveness, right? And you can always, like you said, put your boots back on and move forward. And look, once you, once you're moving on down the right path again, none of this stuff in the past even matters. You just, you got to blow it off and keep going. And, uh, I wrote down something during that second song you were singing and it's kind of one of my personal favorite sayings is all you got to do is live. There's another opportunity. All you got to do is live. Anyways, that's what I got. Mr. Watts, anything closing for you, brother? Now when you were talking about, I was thinking about, honestly, your first song was break the chain and leave it on the ground. And it hit me was guy on my wrist, uh, whose father gave to us. He's actually on our board now, but I met him via Facebook, you know, after that. It's been 18 years now. And I missed him all over the world. You know, my wife's from Thailand. He traveled to Thailand. I wasn't there. He came to Atlanta. I missed him. So, long story short, I had a West Pointer in a group that we were, we were in that flew me and Johnny down. Jim has a winter home in Mexico. And flew us down there to go meet him face to face. And after a lot of mezcal and, and beer and everything else, me and Jim ended up on his porch. And, and I told him, I'm sorry I couldn't bring your son home, right? And I, it hit me. And he just looked at me and told me life was good. And that he, he, he battled that many years ago and had to move forward. And that, that wasn't for me to carry anymore. And I didn't know it in the moment, right? I was obviously I was drunk, but. The next day, I felt a thousand pounds lighter. I didn't realize how heavy that cross was, and so it kind of spoke to me, man. I just wanted to hit you with that, Eric, because I felt that. And um, yeah, you just never know, man. And for, since that day, life has been good. And so, I even in this, I think it's helped me in business, and I hope everybody else who served can can get to that point where it's all right. Let it go, man. Keep it moving. Uh, Mr. Stoner. Any final thoughts from you? Yeah, I would just like to express my gratitude, Brandon. First of all, thank you for that. That, that was wonderful. Thank you for that comment. Thank you for what you do in, at Operation Rally Point. And thank you, the People's Patriot Project, for having me on here. Thank you so much for what you do for, for veterans out there. It means the world. You know, I, I think some. One thing that, not just one thing, but something that I often think about, we all get in the dumps no matter what we're doing. We're, you know, like Brandon, I'm sure, like you said, he's trying to get bigger. And it's probably similar with with y'all. I would, you know, I don't know. But with with the Patriot Project, you're just trying to be heard. And I'm doing the same exact thing with music. And as you're like, you're clawing, you're fighting, you're you're just doing all this stuff and feeling like, man, you're just getting nowhere. But I I often think about... um, you know, it's just one story, just like Brendan just shared. It's one thing that a simple thing that you can be like, wow, this changed this person's life. This, this actually helped them. This is real. This isn't anything else, but just reality. And, uh, you know, it makes it all worth it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I would just, I'd like to thank you all for what you do. Thank you for having me on here. And, and I, I just really appreciate it. And I hope you all the best in your future endeavors. Remember when you're pinned down and it seems like the magazine is empty, there's only one thing you got to do, and that's reload. 
sometimes sure. you don't have to reload on your account. Sometimes you reach out to your brother because your pouch is empty and you say, Hey brother, I need, I need to reload. That's, that's as simple as it gets, man. Um, Expand that. If, if you pin down, you got to call out. There that's you all you got. Pull out that blade. Try. Pin down. We got you. Um, bad decisions. Anything about bad decisions? Uh, it, it's a song that my wife and I wrote uh, a year or so ago. And, uh, you know, I, I, you already heard my story. I've been in the Army a lot of years. And uh, uh, there was a point in my 20s where I decided I was, you know, in my own mind, I'm some kind of warlord. And I would come home and wanted the spools of war, really. And it was just being an idiot. Um, <laughs> that's what the song is about. Just like, don't make those bad decisions, you know. And thank God for my wife. She's she's the love of my life and just amazing. And she stuck it out with me and got me through those times. But that's what it, I, I think everybody can assimilate to the idea of making some bad decisions in a section in your life, no matter what the magnitude is. Hopefully they're not what I was, you know, in my case. But anyways, there you go. I think the title says it all. My sections seem to be bigger than other people's sections. I think I don't know. Um, hey, remember we're here. We're here every Monday at four thirty, so you can hear what the People Pager Project is bringing. What we're working on, what we're doing. Uh, we're here every week, Monday at four thirty. Every week on Sunday at sixteen. I'm sorry, eighteen hundred. Almost messed that one up. Um, and we love having you. Uh, the the crowd was amazing tonight. We had, uh, you know, I'm happy with over 100 listeners in an evening. And we had over 100 listeners tonight uh, commenting, sharing, doing uh, what they do. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for being here. Uh, this is Derek Soner and Bad Decisions. Wake up sorry, bottle of Bacardi Is the first thing that I see I look out the window, back in the shadows I don't want the world to see what I'm becoming I'm so busy running, running from reality Maybe it's time that I start to rewind that Clock is counting down on me, I'm making back they're clouding my vision Turning life upside down It's a quarter to midnight Right before I shut it down I'm running on empty And so is my whiskey Lord, I'm nowhere found I'm making bad decisions She didn't come back in so easy to Living life in this haze Well, had I known she was gonna be gone I would've changed my ways But it's too late now She's already left town On that late night train She broke my heart She tore it apart Now all I have is pain For making bad decisions About my vision Turning life upside down, it's a quarter to me.
And then comes the sunlight Right before I shut it down I'm running on empty And so is my whiskey Lord, I'm nowhere found I'm making bad decisions I'm making bad decisions Now I can't go back I can't retrace All of those things that made me this way I should have held her But I didn't tell her I was gonna be Gonna be this way Bad decisions To cloud my vision Turning life upside down It's a quarter to midnight And there comes the sunlight Right before I shut it down